Hello, I'm Andrew Fuller. I'm a clinical psychologist and work with children, teenagers and their families, particularly in the areas of resilience, learning strengths and well-being. I'm also the chairperson of Generation Next. And in this series of podcasts, I'll be speaking with people who are experts in their area in terms of mental health and well-being. Thank you for joining us and thank you for being part of the Generation Next podcast group. Thank you. Today, we're very fortunate to have Rihanna McGee, who's the Director of the Student Engagement and Student Experience at Geelong Grammar to talk about the Geelong Grammar process of well-being. So we're gonna talk a little bit about the outline really of what, what happens there. And then we're gonna talk a little bit about basically the sorts of things that uh, Rihanna would, would advise people looking to implement a similar system in their school or their organization. And then finally, we'll kind of talk a little bit about the future visions. So Rihanna, welcome. Thank you so much, Andrew. A pleasure to be with you. I'm honored to be with you as well. Could you give me a, a bit of a, an overview really and have the listeners an overview of What's the process of well-being at Geelong Grammar School? Yeah, so um, not obviously, but some might know that we've had a strong commitment to positive education at Geelong Grammar for over 10 years now and positive education, which is the application of positive psychology in, in the school context, remains a key pillar of a Geelong Grammar School education. But what we've been looking at more recently is those support structures that are available to students as well as the way we shape our wellbeing curriculum. And so we span four campuses, primary and secondary, and, and predominantly we've been looking at our secondary campus and the way we support students there. And we have reshaped our approach to positive education to make it a little bit more holistic. We've uh, found time in the timetable um, for what we call navigate in the middle school and senior school pathways. So approximately six periods a fortnight, students engage with these navigate and pathways programs. And we have introduced the role of learning coach to support students in this context. So our 60 or so staff who have taken on the role of learning coach are in the process of uh, receiving professional learning around key coaching skills and the purpose of this approach is to support students as they set goals to support their learning, well-being and growth more broadly. And so we have the typical programmatic elements in um, that six period block where students learn about key well-being concepts, um, they learn about learning styles, they learn about in, in the senior school, this is where we might focus on careers and shaping purposeful pathways. But the coaching approach is um, really the way that we are prioritising a personalised approach to wellbeing. One of my understandings, and perhaps correct me if I'm wrong, was that the uh, staff all at Geelong Grammar received some fairly intensive training in positive psychology, is it? Right. That's right. So we're very, very lucky to have this strong and solid foundation um, whereby every staff member who starts at Geelong Grammar School engages in a Discovering Positive Education course, which is facilitated by our Institute of Positive Education. They've been part of Geelong Grammar School for over five years and, and the staff in the Institute have been on the positive education journey with the school since it began. And they, they spend time also going out and training other teachers 
and with, with the Discovering POSED course and, and other offerings. So we're very lucky to have them providing that foundational professional learning for staff and facilitating other professional learning opportunities so that when our learning coaches go into their Navigator Pathways programs, they do have that core foundation. So for instance, just recently in uh, the U7 Navigate program, we focused on character strengths, identifying strengths in yourself, in others, and how you engage strengths. So we can assume that our learning coaches have an understanding of character strengths, have been able to apply that understanding to their own lives. And that's uh, a big emphasis at Geelong Grammar, our model for positive education prior um, emphasises learning, living, teaching and embedding positive education. So we really do believe in providing that professional learning uh, that staff will learn about the principles and practices of positive education and apply it to their own life so that they can authentically integrate that or introduce that into their classroom practice. So am I correct in saying there's almost, there's a cultural level within the school, but there's also mm. a positive education curriculum that's delivered, but there's yep. also learning coaches that are separate to that. Is that right? Well, the learning coaches now are instrumental in delivering the positive education curriculum. Okay. Yeah. So, so the that block that I speak about, there are programmatic elements. There are, and depending on the year level, um, for instance, at year, year ten, we spend more time on uh, what would be have, have traditionally been our positive education curriculum on health and other key areas of focus. Whereas by year twelve, it's really much more about those coaching conversations and supporting students as they set goals and shape their pathway through year 12 and beyond really. So it really depends at um, what level we're working at, but definitely there's the curriculum component at most year levels still. So there might be a period within which the learning coach delivers some curriculum around wellbeing and positive education. And then there might be another period where they're just sitting down and having coaching conversations. And the idea about those approaches is that uh, the, the curriculum provides students input into the kinds of goals that they can set themselves. So it's a bit of scaffolding so that when they sit down and, and think about a wellbeing goal that they might set themselves, they have a basic understanding of what constitutes wellbeing and what are, what are the practices that we can engage with on a regular basis to enhance our wellbeing. Okay, thank you. That really clarifies it. Sounds fascinating. So for are schools or organisations, Rhiannon, that are interested in taking on or adapting it or creating something mm -hmm. similar, what sort of advice have you got for them? I've always felt very strongly that starting with staff professional learning is really, really important. I think that often I speak to other educators who, who may not be leaders in their own schools but might be your wellbeing champions or pos-ed champions, as we, we call them, who feel a little bit at a loss as to how they can influence their school community. And I think that obviously having leaders, school leaders on board with the vision of um, introducing a whole school approach to positive education or wellbeing, whatever the language is that you wanna use is, is really important. And that provides the basis for the time and space being provided for professional learning. So I think once the school community has had the opportunity to engage in professional learning, to experience the benefits um, that come from that professional learning, then they can start to look at what might this look like in our school environment because every school is different. So 
the introduction of the learning coach role at our school has come from, you know, um, a number of us just making it really shaping a vision that suits Geelong Grammar School at this stage. Whereas in another school context, it might be a very different vision based on the needs of the school community. So I think being armed with that professional learning and then and then having perhaps a key group of, of leaders and staff who are champions um, in the school, devising a strategic plan and a strategic direction um, is really important. Um, so that's my main advice, I think. So. I mean, well-being is a, a shifting kind of landscape at the best of times. So mm. I guess the future, what do you, what are your plans or what, or what excites you about what, what we can do in the future? You know, I think I've spent a number of years now working in well-being roles in schools and it feels like your work is never done. And I think it's because, as you say, it's a shifting landscape. You're always dealing with new human beings coming into the school environment, young people and staff, and the needs continue and, and evolve and you're, you're, you need to have your ear to the ground and be flexible in order to respond to those needs in a meaningful way. But I'm really excited about the direction we're moving in our school and, and I believe very strongly in a holistic and integrated approach to wellbeing. I think that sometimes we've placed so much emphasis on wellbeing, it's become separate from that bigger picture about what a good, what a holistic and um, nourishing education looks like for students. The wellbeing piece is really just one, one part of that. So I'm just excited about um, continuing to work hard to provide the best educational opportunities we can for our students, which fundamentally incorporates the support for their wellbeing and really joining forces with other schools, I think, in making sure that we're sharing knowledge and we, you know, we're taking the best of what's working in each school and ensuring that students across Australia have um, equal opportunity, I suppose, to experience that level of education. I feel really excited about um, the work that's been done in Victoria, the Royal Commission into Mental Health, and the fact that mental health, you know, really is becoming more and more of a priority. And as, as usually happens, you know, from what I understand, the uh, recommendations are, the emphasis will be on adolescents, on even younger, younger people and what we can do to intervene in those early years. So I, I feel inspired by the direction our state's moving in and what that might mean for those of us working in schools in Victoria and then, you know, more broadly in Australia. So it's a bit of an ambiguous response, Andrew, but <laughs> just keep working hard. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rhiannon. That's great. Um, no, um, so, yeah, so it's, it's a... It's about collaboration and I think uh, really systematic planning. So thank you so much for helping us think about what really is working in terms of well-being, Ren. And it's a, mm. a, a very a fascinating area to consider. And um, if anyone wants to follow up with you or with Geelong Grammar about some of the processes, what would be the best way for them to do so? Email me, certainly. Yeah. If they, I'm always happy to have a chat and and not as the um, expert in the room more because it's a two-way conversation and I'm always thrilled to hear what other schools are doing um, as well. So do you want me to, sh I can share my email now. Okay. Yep. Thank you. So it's rmcgwe at ggs.vic.edu.au. So always happy to receive and respond to an email or tee up a Zoom call or a phone call to share knowledge and experience. <laughs> 
Thanks so much for your time today, Rhiannon. I really appreciate it. And our listeners will benefit definitely from your wise words. Thanks, Andrew. Always a pleasure. Keep up your great work. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you would like to follow up in further detail, please listen in to some of the other podcasts that we have made, which are available through the Generation Next website. There are also a series of books uh, from Generation Next in terms of nurturing young minds, uh, covering a series of issues to do with young people, and also in my own book, Tricky Behaviours and Your Best Life at Any Age, which are both available either on Amazon or through Bad Apple Press. Thank you so much, and I hope to connect with you again soon. Thank you. The Mental Health and Wellbeing of Young People seminar has gone digital. This is a resource for anyone who supports young people. The eLearning Hub has all your favourite speakers from the Generation Next events and much more. There are hours and hours of courses to choose from. We know life's busy, so we made sure you can pause the courses at any stage and continue where you left off the next time you log in. You can also automatically download your certificates of participation and record your notes and ideas with the documentation tool and editable course books. If you would like to try it out, head to generationnext.com.au and sign up yourself and your whole team for the next free course. And please, share the resource far and wide. Thank you for your support for Generation Next and all you do to support young people.